Bradley on the roar. John Eels comes up with it. The second attempt. Lovely inside pass. Regan to Finnegan. Go for the lineman. And he gets there. For a moment I thought he was not going to go for it. <laughs> Incredible. All over that morning. Yes, Rugby World Cup moments don't get much more iconic than Owen Finnegan's try to wrap up the 1999 final against France at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. Go for the line, man, indeed. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And I'm joined by raw rugby expert Jim Tucker and the site's rugby editor Christy Doran for a special project that's going to run on the site for the next few months leading into this year's Rugby World Cup in France. Jim, Christy, this could be a bit of fun, couldn't it? Absolutely. I think, uh, first off, picking a best Wallabies 15 of all time. I've been lucky enough to be involved on a panel like that, but this is completely different. Yeah. Best World Cup 15 for Australia. So some of those iconic, iconic performances and really big tournaments really count double yeah. virtually to get into a side like this. So uh, I haven't seen this done before. Should be a lot of fun. Should be fine. And it means, Christy, that a lot of very, very genuine Wallabies legends aren't going to – obviously aren't going to make the – there's going to be no Ken Catchpole. There's going to be no Mark Eller here because, you know, obviously we're talking about everything from 1987 onwards. And, and potentially even great Wallaby captains. You think about what yeah, uh, George Gregan has done in, in 99 and 2003 and how you compare and contrast that with a guy like Nick Farr-Jones from 91 – That'll be intriguing to see. So it's it's a, yeah. it's a great concept. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's the launch of the Raw's greatest ever Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15. And we've actually got the easy job here, guys. We're just narrowing down a master list of almost 150 Wallabies who have appeared at a Rugby World Cup down to five options in each position. And then it's over to you, the readers of the Raw, to select the best option in each position with the greatest Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15 to be unveiled in this year's tournament. It's all brought to you by ASICS, the official performance apparel and footwear supplier for the Wallabies and headlined by the brand new and outstanding Rugby World Cup playing jersey as launched in Sydney just prior to the Rugby Championship and which is available to purchase in-store and online at asics.com.au now. So what's your gut feeling, guys? What position worries you the most? Like Number eight, for example, and we'll get there very shortly, has 15 players listed. Yeah, number eight's a, a tricky one. I think <laughs> uh, wing is going to be just a real yeah. rough and tumble. You can you could pick five wingers uh, for a side. Then you get to inside centre and you pick Tim Horan first, Tim Horan second, Tim Horan third. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, thankfully we've got a few of those positions. Yeah, yeah. Any what what uh, what ones have you been losing sleep over, Christy? Oh, look, the, probably the number 10 position. It's always the thing that like, creates interest. And when you've got captains and greats littered throughout that golden period of the 90s particularly, it's, yeah, it's going to lose some sleep over those couple of goals. Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's get into it. This is going to be a really interesting exercise. Rugby on the Roar. Guys, let's start with the forwards because everyone knows that forwards wins the big tournaments and that's mostly because forwards insist on reminding us that forwards win the big tournaments. But let's keep up this well-worn rugby narrative and start there. So on our long list that's been compiled by 
the Raw's digital producer, Nick Wasiliev, um, and I'll go with Loosehead Prop first. Talk about a list of names. Tony Daly, Richard Harry, Dan Crowley, Mark Hartill, Matt Dunning, Bill Young, uh, Greg Holmes is listed as a loose head, and we can maybe that's up for debate. Salisi Maafu, James Slipper, Scott Co. Uh, I guess there's a probably there's Jim. There's probably a couple of, of of straightaway guys that will definitely be there, and I always think you can you probably start with World Cup winners as a starting point, which automatically gets you know Daly, Harry Crowley over the line. I think. Yeah, well, I think uh, World Cup winners and World Cup winners who score tries in finals who happen to be props. So uh, Tony Daly, you can't tick <laughs> more boxes than that. So Tony, Tony Daly, uh, big in that regard. Um, and then you, you narrow down to tournaments. Like Scott Seo had a really significant tournament in mm. 2015. So that, that uh, is points in his part. Yeah, no, I agree with that. What do you think there, Christy? Who's, who's your, who do you want to throw forward that's, that's got to be in it? Oh, look, I think you're right about the fact that tournaments and winning World Cups helps immensely, but I think losing them also probably. Yeah, uh, you think about 2007 quarterfinal and and the Wallabies scrum went to pieces and you think about those that were there at the time. Um, and, and I think Jim's bang on. 2015 with Mario Ledesma coming back in, we saw Scott Seo and James Slipper really kind of come and yeah. to fruition. And Slips has been at three World Cups so, so that sort of thing, what kind of weighting does it do to have three or is it just the one or the one match that can swing things is, mm. is quite an interesting question. It is. All right. So just in that little bit of conversation, I think we can put a line through Hartill, Dunning, certainly Holmes and Marfu, which means that Daly, Harry Crowley are in, but Bill Young's got a good case, James Slipper's got a good case and Scott Seo's got a good case. So we've got to narrow, we've got to put a line through one of those guys. Yeah, well, Bill Young, uh, well, all the boys who went back to his pub after they beat the All Blacks in 2003 would definitely vote for Bill Young. Um, <laughs> if you've got a pub, gee, I'm a Bill Young fan, so he played above himself in that tournament in a really yeah. significant position, and he had to scrum against the All Blacks, scrum against uh, the Poms in the final. So I'm on uh, Bill Young there to get Bill through. Uh, so I've got to make a tough call between James Slipper and Scott Co. Um, or, or is or is Dan Crowley actually in that t- in that in that tough tough decision there? Yeah, well. I guess Crowley was listed as a two-time World Cup winner. He didn't mm-hmm. uh, start in either of the finals. Years, yeah, yeah, and d- didn't play in one of them. So uh, Crowley's. Uh, yeah, but, but that's a span, isn't it? Ninety-one to ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. He's True. involved uh, in both. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's tricky. <laughs> we've, we've hit the first hard one. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Callum, Jim, I know you're getting on, but mate, you've got to make a call. Okay. Um, uh, I'm putting Scott Co in based on his uh, 2015 World Cup. Co ahead of Slipper. We're deciding then. Yeah. Righto. All right. Noted. And we move on to the tight head props, and the list there is even longer. Andy McIntyre, Ewan McKenzie, Andrew Blades, Enrique Rodriguez, uh, Al Baxter, uh, Mark Hartill is listed again, Patricio Noriega, Ben Darwin, Ben Alexander, Sakopi Kepu, Alan Alalatoa, Taniela Tupo, and I've just put Greg Holmes in there as well. Um, whoa, that's a that's a longer list. So I wrote four names down that I think definitely need to be there, and that's McKenzie, Blades, Kepu, and I think Ben Darwin's 
efforts and obviously didn't play the 03 final for very obvious reasons, um, but I think he was incredibly underrated through that campaign. Yeah, strong performer, definitely a strong performer. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with uh, Ben Darwin there. Oh, and I, I think, you know, we, we've got to rub out 2019, don't you? Straight away. Anyone that's only really appeared in one. Yeah, true, rub, true. Rub, rub them out. So that Alatoa, yep. Tupo, you're gone. Yeah. Um, Andy McIntyre yeah. only played the 87 World <laughs> Cup too, so that probably works against him. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm not one for accumulating uh, massive numbers of World Cup appearances if you blend into the background. Like a yeah. really big performance will will uh, carry the day in a match that yeah. means something. I don't want guys racking up no, chess against Uruguay and Fiji and um, <laughs> out of Mongolia. They don't count for me. So, so, so maybe then, so maybe then we need, what we need to do then is so the four that I've mentioned there: Mackenzie, Blades, Darwin, Kepu. Yes. Who, who tick, then tick, becomes? Tick. Who becomes the fifth? Mm, sort of, okay. It's, 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 I, I'm not sure Topo gets there. I'm not sure Al Baxter gets there. Oh, Noriega. Ardo Noriega. Uh, Noriega didn't play in 99. He had, a, he had an injury. So he, yeah. he was on the plane but didn't play uh, certainly in 99. So that was uh, unfortunate for him. Um, um, Alexander... Was was good in eleven, but that was about as far as he went, wasn't it? Yeah. And Greg Holmes similarly. Yeah. This becomes. Oh, I mean, Taniella Tupo for what he did bursting onto the scene in twenty nineteen probably didn't do enough. No, okay, yeah. I take Christie's point there. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's a that's a tricky one. It is a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean, a real you, you tricky could, one. You could say McIntyre because that was. At the uh, the final stages of a great career after anchoring the scrum at the Grand Slam in nineteen eighty four, but that's that's completely out of the scope of this exercise. Yeah. And, and look, Jim, are we you know, that two thousand and three final? It was Baxter, was it? Ben Darwin went down early in the final. In the semi. Or was it the semi? It was. I think it was the semi. Yeah, so that it yeah. probably becomes our Baxter. Oh, it's a tough call, isn't it? This is actually harder than I imagined trying to work out who the fifth is. Yeah, I think Al had enough misfires. Uh, yeah. That I think, uh, with due respect to him, that he uh, perhaps misses yeah. out. Yeah. Greg Holmes, when he burst on the scene, sort of 06, 07, was, you know, yeah, was that, pretty that, handy. he was rookie. He was handy, but rookie, rookie material, really. Very rookie that, material. Yeah. At that stage and his 2007 World Cup when he was. In the firing line, uh, that that was uh, an unspectacular yeah. scrummaging tournament. So then, one. so then maybe Tupo scrapes in. Maybe Taniella's impact in twenty nineteen is enough to scrape him in as the as the fifth option. Okay, let's go there. Mackenzie Blades, Darwin. It's, it's good. It's good to keep parent. It's got you've got to play to your audience, don't you? Both the younger <laughs> and the older generation. True. True. Hookers, and it's just as long a list here. Tom Lawton, Phil Kearns, Michael Foley, Jeremy Paul, Brendan Cannon, Adam Fryer, Stephen Moore, Tatafu Pilota now, Saya Faingar, uh, Falau Faingar, Tolly Latu, Jordan Ualesi, and David Nusifora, I added, who was on the bench um, in 91. Yeah, well, he, he uh, made his taboo uh, there against Argentina in Glenethley, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. playing uh, for the Wallabies. So. 
So, again, the four that I've sort of immediately went to were Kearns, Foley, Cannon, Moore. And I'm, and I reckon the first three almost certainly go through, but I'm happy to take advice on the others. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, a really solid four there. I, I think, um, yeah, Cannon, yeah, he was he was a big part of uh, 2003. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Foley, uh, well, you look at tiebreakers, he came in as the third hooker in 99 and uh, after Phil Kearns got injured and semi-final and finally, I think he had about 18 throws and nailed all 18 throws. Nailed, so, nailed the ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's uh, a chance on World Cup only to, to be the number one hooker. For sure, for uh, Brett, sure. Brett, Brett did, just to clarify, did you say Paul or Moore? Because it's easy to uh, stumble over that one. St- no, Stephen Moore and Jeremy Paul both listed. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to, don't you? And I'll look, I'll probably get blasted for this for uh, because of his more recent deeds, but I think it's actually worth saying that Tolly Lasso, I think, was the Wallabies' best uh, at the 2019 campaign. Uh, it was a it was a horrible campaign, but I think he was inside the world of his top three players. But but you know we're we're talking about numbers here and trying to <laughs> trying to get a sixty. Yeah, we are we are. Does Stephen Moore very much led the way twenty fifteen? Yeah, I mean that, that, that was Captain. a brilliant brilliant performance. I think Tom Lawton's got a big case uh, nineteen. Yeah. 87, uh, frontline yep. hooker there, and you could put Tom Lawton into a scrum today and he'd dominate yeah. with that big frame. So <laughs> The problem I'm, there, though, uh, Jim, is that we're, we're now expanding the field rather than contracting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so I think we agree on Kearns, Foley, Cannon, Moore. Yeah. So I suppose the question is whether it's Tom Lawton, Jeremy Paul, or Tolulatu is the fifth. Yeah. Or Lawton or Jeremy Paul it has to be uh, yeah. those two. Jeremy Paul featured. Pretty Jeremy Paul's on the bench in '03. Yeah. Well, he was part of the World Cup final in '99. He got on. Yeah. yeah. Field, so. I think he came off. I, I think he came off the yeah. bench in both in both yeah. those finals. Yeah. yeah well, he threw well he right. threw the ball in for the line out that uh, was one leading up to the Finnegan try. So he was on the field. I think I think Jeremy Paul, Jim, if you're happy with that. Yep, go. Yep. yep. Okay. Kearns, Foley, Paul, Cannon, and Stephen Moore. Righto. We're done. So, which moves us straight into the locks, and we're ticking along pretty well. Um, I'm thinking in terms of the number four lock first of all, and it's a decent list there too. Steve Cutler, Rod McCall, David Giffen, Justin Harrison, Dan Vickerman, Mark Chisholm, Hugh McMenamin, Rob Simmons, Kane Douglas, Rory Arnold. Um, I've got four names again. Um, McCall, like the original Sergeant Slaughter, you just think you've got to have him. Giffen, Vickerman, and Kane Douglas, I think, was incredible in 2015. So talk me out of any of those. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's uh, where this process is exciting because Kane Douglas had a beast of a tournament in 2015. Uh, probably wouldn't be in the, the greatest locks of Australia's. Uh, production line, but certainly 2015 had a great tournament mm. and certainly helped the team through to the final. So, yep, I'm, I'm on board with uh, Kane Douglas. Um, you look at 2003 and getting to the final, uh, Justin Harrison had a, had a strong tournament. Yeah. Uh, Steve Cutler in, in 1987, uh, he, he had some moments there. So, yeah, I, I could see a, a Justin Harrison perhaps getting through. It's probably it's probably comes down to Harrison 
or Cutler if we agree that Kane Douglas is through there because we're, we're, we're down to six already. Yeah, oh, look, I, I think I think you're bang on. You, you know, you're skipping, bypassing uh, 2007, you're bypassing 2019, yeah. 2011. It wasn't particularly a standout. Uh, Rob Simmons has had a couple of good campaigns, but I, I don't think he's quite... Intercept try against... Intercept try? Uh, who will forget that one? <laughs> I, I have temporarily, but yes, it's a good point you make. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think Justin Harris and the idea of getting to a final. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think so. I think that I think that fits. Yeah, you, you content with that, Jim? Yep. Yep. Righto. So McCall, Giffen, Harrison, Vickerman, Kane, Douglas, we've got there, which leads us to the tight head lock, the number five lock, the power lock in the modern game. William Campbell, John Eels, Nathan Sharp, James Hall, Dean Mum, Will Skelton, Adam Coleman, Isaac Rodder. And Lucan Salakai Lotto. Um, I've only got three names here uh, Eels, Sharp, Hall. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're uh, locked and loaded. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, Bill Campbell, for his performance in, in 87, he had some uh, good matches in 87 for sure. Um, you could talk about Dean Mum being a super sub. In 2015, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, um, Isaac Rodder, solid. Uh, Rodder yeah, was so, ex- excellent in 19, but but yeah, he was fairly young and raw at the time, and and the same applies to Adam Coleman, I think. There, so um, if we put a line through those three, we are left with four names, in fact. So, yeah. so we've actually got to leave one of them in. So does Dean yeah, Mum's like, 2015 I'd, I'd put get for... above Rodders? Uh, yeah, I mean, Rodder was uh, Rodder or Campbell, really? Yeah, well, if Campbell's through with Eels, Sharp, and Hall, yeah, okay, Rodder, we, okay, Rodder, Rodder through. Then you happy with that? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I, I probably would. We think you know Dean Mum featured prominently off the bench, yeah. really, in a couple of campaigns. I think you've got to be a starter to be a genuine contender. He'd just come. He'd just come back from overseas from memory too. He actually had from. His 2015 campaign was was pretty good. Was very I think, good. Yeah, very yeah, good. I think I think we're good there. We've, we've got we have definitely got five names, so that's good. Let's go then to the side of the scrum, and we'll go straight to to the to the blindside flanker: Simon Poitevin, David Cody, Jeff Miller, Owen Finnegan, Rocky Elson, Matt Cobain, Mark Connors, Scott Fardy, Jack Dempsey. Um, I've got five, but I'm keen to see whether you five, you guys have got the same five. Okay, well, I'd throw up straight away uh, and Finnegan, Matt Cobain, Mark Connor, Scott Fardy, and Willie Offer and Galway. Well, Willie O's not, not in that. He's not on that list. He's listed at number eight, and we'll and we'll get yeah. to that, which is interesting in itself because he actually played seven. He played open side during the '99 semis in the final, certainly. But yeah, he's well, at number eight here. <laughs> back in in '91, he was sort of uh, they made a call. To get rid of uh, Jeff Miller, yeah, uh, in deep into the finals, and Troy Coker came in at number eight. Number eight, and that's right. Willie O was the uh, jumping, hitting, running uh, number six. So, like, he, he's almost the best, best of our World Cup number sixes. So, I mm. think we have to uh, slot him in in that list uh, uh, as well. Okay. No, we can do that. We can do that on the run. That's the the joys of this. The joys of this. 
does, 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 does Fards make it through, Jim? Uh, great oh, yeah, 100%. Between, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got he, it. Brilliant uh, tournament. I, I had Poitavin, Finnegan, Cobain, Fardy, and I actually had Rocky Elsom in there as my as my uh, fifth, but I um, will absolutely take Willie O if we're going to slot him in there. I just, if we think about big moments as well, 2011 campaign, I think it was Rocky Elson that fell off uh, Israel Dag that set up yeah. the first try for Marnano. That, that's a big moment in a semi-final. Yeah. And we know that one person carried the Wallabies through uh, the 2011 quarterfinal. Yeah. So it I think we've... Rocky Elson. I think we've... Um, I think we've got them then. Poitou yeah. and Finnegan, Cobain, uh, Fardy, I've just accidentally put a line through, and off Hengawe. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Like someone like that's David five. Cody... He's on the list there. He played a very few tests, but he had one of the great World Cup performances off the bench for Australia in that uh, epic uh, 1980 semi-final, 1987 yep. semi-final. Uh, I think it was Campbell who was injured early. Uh, he came on and uh, played played the house down, scored a try, and uh, all but swung the, the, the test. So uh, those resonant performances can carry weight, but in a tight yeah. field, I think he just uh, misses out. Yeah, he sneaks in, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, the open side options then, it's uh, not quite as long a list. It's it's only got nine on it. Brendan Nasser, David Wilson, David Croft, Phil Ward, George Smith, Brett Robinson, Matt Hodgson, David Pocock, Michael Hooper. Um, I went straight for Wilson, Smith, Pocock, Hooper. Um, and, mm. and then it's a pretty hot field to to be the fifth, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, Simon Poitavin, uh in those old, older days, the seven and the six had, uh, like, Poitavin did play at six a, a deal, but uh, he was a, a hard-nosed... He was hard on the ball as well. As number well, yeah. seven and uh, yeah. had one of the great World Cup lines, um, talking about the Irish saying, got to watch those 15 lunatics in green when we play them. And, and that's how they played. So, And Poitavin yeah. was right up for it, so... Uh, I'm a big uh, rap on Poito uh, coming through there. What do you, what yeah, do you I think, agree. Christy? Oh, look, uh, I think I think Poito for sure. David Wilson, uh, David Pocock has to be the yeah. seven, I think. Uh, uh, you know, Hoops only, I think, a great campaign in, in 2015, not so effective in 19. Oh, he was, st- he was still very, very good in 2019. He was still very good. It's a. Uh, I wonder if we're creating um, an issue for ourselves though, listing Poitavin in the in the in a, in a five twice. I don't think so. We're going to do that at number eight as well. We're going to have Willie O at number eight as well. So potentially uh, it, it gives people gives the opportunity to, to uh, finesse their back rows, which I think is yeah. important. Yeah, and it does. You've done a lot of. You've done a lot of that over the years, haven't you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> it does actually reflect the way the teams were picked back then too because as you say Jim they weren't traditional on ballers like we know them now they were they they didn't play like the french you know left and right flankers quite but they you know they they were they they, they certainly played them differently to the, to how we uh, used to now they did but uh the dna of a, a great australian flanker was always first to yeah. the ball and yeah, other teams are bigger and stronger, but we've got the the absolute geniuses who we've get to the ball. Yeah, so I think we've got the, Wilson, yep. Smith, Pocock, Hooper, Poitavin, Righto. Number eight. This is the problem. One, fifteen names here: Steve Tyneman, Todai Kefu, Troy Coker, 
uh, Willie Offer and Galway, Tim Gavin, David Lyons, John Rowe, Wycliffe Palu, Stephen Hoyle, Scott Higginbotham, David Pocock again, Ben McCalman, Radiki Samu, Sean McMahon, Izzy Nicerani. Um, I, I only went to two names here, Kefu and Offhand Galway. Uh, but I think it's easy to put a line through Hoyles, Higginbotham, McCalman, Samu, McMahon, Nicerani. Yeah, easy, easy, but not easy. I mean, look at McCalman. I'd say McCalman was off excellent the bench in 2015. 20, like, yeah, uh, his two tackles in one play against Wales basically won us that Wales. test and and got us into a final. So, like, I'm putting that up in lights. Yeah, okay. maybe doesn't swing him into the number eight slot, but it has to be mentioned as yeah. I mean, you could almost have a super sub category here where you'd put in true. Uh, David Cody, you put in McCalman, maybe you put in Kirtley yeah. Beal, who might not be the number one fullback. Mm. Uh, so th- there's there's uh, different different ways you can look at it, but that's the beauty of this selection process. I think we, we look beyond that and, and go yeah. for the really solid um, figures in positions. I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's room for both David Lyons and Wycliffe Palu, and I could probably throw John Rowe into that threesome. Yeah. Lions would be above the others there, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, I, I think so. Like he, he had a really strong uh, tournament yeah. in two thousand and three, and, and that was a, that was a uh, a riveting progress into the final. Yeah. So I think uh, Lions there, uh, like Troy Coker, very interesting. Like he played, started he, number eight in ninety nine. Yeah, it came in really late, and they made a call there for the bigger body ahead of Jeff Miller, and he totally vindicated mm. uh, his situation. If you look at that beautiful try that Campo scored uh, past John Kerwin on that diagonal run to yeah. the corner, the guy yeah. doing the big blowout cleanout was Troy Coker at the yeah, ruck. He just blew, blew some guy out of the way, and the ball came quickly, and the try scored in the corner. So, yeah. um, again, he won a World Cup, and he was picked for a World Cup. Uh, very few players... Australian history have been picked for debuts at World Cups. And Coker True. was one of those in 1987. He was a complete wild card left field grab. That's because true. Of that. That's true. He was an aggressive, um, like really aggressive physical player. And Alan Jones went for him uh, in his squad. And, and did he pick him uh, again ag- ahead, of Tim, ahead of Tim Gavin at the time? Was that the controversy yeah. at the time? He picked. Oh, uh, oh, that's a that's a hard one. I can't recall. No, uh, Gavin can't certainly either. had the knee injury later on yeah. for '91 and ruled him out. Uh, yeah. But Coker was played a lot of uh, number eight in that first set. He played, I think, eight World Cup games altogether. So, yeah. so uh, I'd have Coker. Coker, uh, Coker, I think is there. Tim Gavin's got certainly has got a. Well, does Tim Gavin have a case? Does that knee injury rule him out? Maybe it yeah. does. Maybe it does, which leaves with. Time and Kefu, Coker, Offen Galway, and David Lyons. It's a reasonable list. It's a reasonable list. All right. I think we've got our I think we've got our forwards, guys. I'll quickly go back through them and then we'll get to the backs very, very shortly. Our loose head prop options. Daly, Harry, Crowley, Young, and Seal. Our hookers uh Kearns, Foley, Paul, Cannon, and Moore. A tight head props, Mackenzie, Blades. Darwin, Kepu, and Tupo. Uh, the number four lock, McCall, Giffen, Harrison, Vickerman, and Douglas. The tight head lock, Campbell, Eels, Sharp, Hall, and Rodder. 
Blindside flanker, Poitavan, Finnegan, Cobain, Fardy, and Offahengawe. Uh, open side flank is Wilson, Smith, Pocock, Hooper, Poitavan. And aren't you glad you don't have to try and narrow a field down to one or two out of those five? <laughs> um, and the number eights, Tyneman, Kefu, Coker, Offahengawe, and Lions. And that, guys, is a pretty good bunch of forwards. And which I'm pretty glad we don't have to narrow down any further. Happy, we happy with that selection then? We have to be. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of quality there. I think Eddie Jones would have liked to be able to just bring back a couple right now ahead of this campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be it'll be interesting to see what the raw readers and listeners come up with when they do select the best forward in the Raw's greatest ever Rugby World Cup 15. The Raw. Jim Christie, if the forwards win the big tournaments, then we all know the backs decide by how many. So we move on to our backline selection. And if we're going to keep going chronologically, we go straight to scrum half. And the list there has nine names. Brian Smith, Nick Farr-Jones, Peter Slattery, George Gregan, Chris Whitaker, Sam Cordingly, Will Genia, Nick Phipps, and Nick White. Um, I've got four names here that stood out immediately. Farr-Jones, Gregan, Genia. And then I thought about it more and I thought, Chris Whitaker was actually quite instrumental through that 99-03 period and absolutely deserves to be there, I think. Uh, Wits didn't play enough matches. Like, uh, George took all the tests. Yeah, true. Um, I think uh, a better call there, Peter Slattery. Mm. Far Jones was actually injured during the 91 World Cup and Slattery, he played in that uh, magnificent win over Ireland in the quarterfinal at Lansdowne Road. He started in that test uh, and another besides. So I, I think uh, there's a case for Peter yep. Slattery. Yeah, that's not a bad one. What are you thinking there, it's Christy? Com- it's compelling, that case, isn't it? Uh, look, it I, is. I agree. We're not, we're not here for participation awards. <laughs> that's not the name of this exercise, is it? So, uh, look, it's interesting, like, Gregan... A long time spent there, so yeah, I think you have to, and, and three tournaments, so it's it's yeah. great. It actually kind of allows you to kind of go, well, who, who dominated the time in the saddle? And we saw Guinea dominate that period in the, yeah. in the most recent decades, so I think it kind of almost picks itself. I think the, I think the first four do, even including Slattery there and leaving Whitaker out. So it's still Far Jones, Slattery, Gregan, Guinea, but then that's still tell us about. With- Accordingly, fit tell, tell us, or what? Yeah. Oh, and, and what what happened in '87, Jim? Well, I had Brian Smith. He was a, another yeah. left field Alan Jones choice, uh, and uh, Far right. Jones uh, played as well. So, yeah, Far Jones was the number one there, and he was number Brian one. Brian Smith uh, played uh, back up, and Brian Smith went to rugby league the following year, didn't he? He went to Ireland. He played for Ireland uh, first in rugby. Yeah, and then, right. I uh, went to rugby league. Went to Belmont after that. Yeah, eighty-nine grand final. I'm trying to think recent terms. Then, um, Phipps had the nod over White in 2019, didn't he? No, no, no. no, no White, had, uh, White, White, yeah. Oh, Genia White played White behind Guinea, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but they actually split the time. Um, mm. They split the time, and 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 that. I think White started yeah. against Wales from from memory. Yes, it was it was 2015 that Phipps was was in front of White mainly because yeah. White was overseas yeah. at the time. So 
And, and uh, Phipps was on that bench in 11-2, but Genia dominated that 11-15 uh, yeah. period. Uh, he played the, the vast majority of the minutes. So I think we're trying to make up a case of whether it's Cordingly or White. Uh, and you're putting uh, a line or, through Whitaker, are you, Jim? Well, well, well he, he just didn't play enough uh, World Cup games. I mean, you, mm. you can't be captain against Namibia and hope to get into a best of World Cup 15. Yeah, but did he play more than Cordingly still? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Cordingly was very much back up to Gregan in, in 2007. Mm. Uh, yeah, so all the... All the I guess we're saying all the frontline halfbacks just really dominated the minutes, didn't they? They did, yeah. And, Look, the, and I think, the backups didn't. I'm not sure White's case in 2019, is it, is it stronger than Whitaker's? I, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Well, Chris Whitaker. I think Whitaker yep. gets in. Okay, tick. Far Jones, Slattery, Gregan, Whitaker, Genia. Fly half is going to be, I mean, good luck. Honestly, to, to our readers trying to pick this one, the list is is a good one. Michael Liner, Steve James, Rod Kafer, Stephen Larkham, Elton Flatley, Matt Guido, Beric Barnes, Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, Christian Liliofano. I think we can put a line through Kafer, Barnes, and Liliofano straight away as 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 admirable. Talking about blokes on debut at World Cups, Beric Barnes in 07, Jim for a young guy, only a few years into Super Rugby at that point. Um, it was a it was a hell of a debut from him. Oh, brilliant! Uh, named that week, I think he was doing a tour of Cardiff Castle, and he got a call. Yeah, saying, it was very hey, late better, call, up, wasn't it? Hey, you better uh, get along here. We're uh, thinking you're in the test. So yeah, Beric Barnes, big yeah. debut there against Wales. And against... here's a little um, here's a little throwback story for you. The um, the story of Stephen Larkin being ruled out for those first couple of games was broken by Spiro Zavos on the Raw. That was mm. the, the Raw was. Found it about a month before the World Cup. There you go. I didn't know that. There you go. So that's that's a that's an old throwback. That one. Yeah. So I think we can rule those guys out, but that still leaves us with seven. Steve James is a name I don't know too well, Jim. I must admit. Uh, Steve, he was a really creative five eight. Played uh, for West in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, really tidy uh, fly half would have uh, done well in most generations his skills would have transferred uh, 20 years later yeah uh, but he, but he was playing behind some fair players yeah uh, in the 80s there when reserves never got a, a sniff he, he was a very uh, tidy player yeah. Stephen James yeah. but but didn't play enough to to warrant being in this list yeah uh, you've got Elton Flatley he's 2003 well that, that just um, probably elevates him doesn't it how much yeah. time did he spend in the 10 jersey the- yeah, so, well, not not that much. Well, I suppose Flatley was uh, more your your inside centre keeping uh, well, Giddo out, wasn't he? And and likewise, then Matt Giddo played a lot of lot of twelve. Um, yeah, eventually as well. So it's a they're both they're both there. And Giddo uh, is is listed at um, at inside centre, and I think and Elton Flatley is now as well because he spent a lot of time there. Oh, Flatley's uh, I think more of a twelve than a ten. Yeah, Foley was brilliant in fifteen. Cooper didn't have a great tournament in 2011. We can't dance around that issue. No. Barely sided in 15, didn't play 19. Yeah. So, I mean, Foley's, yeah. Foley's got to be there, that 2015. Foley's a lock. Larkin's a lock. Liner's a lock. Uh, it's just that's, where that's where only, you make that's up only three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, he played uh, 
Oh, he was always inside centre in those golden yeah, moments in 2015, even in 20, wasn't he? Even 2015, yeah. he, was, he was back at inside centre, yeah. 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 I don't think you can pick Gitz at, at 10, unfortunately. No, uh, right. No. So, it, so the field is being narrowed too far here. We're at three names. Okay. Rightio. Look, okay. So Beric Barnes gets in based on how well he did deputise in 2007. Like it wasn't a great campaign in the end. But his no. performance in that campaign as a young player was well ahead of expectations. So maybe that's enough to get him in. Uh, for a couple of games. Like that's, a, that's only a little blink of a game, blink of time there. And by 2011, he was playing fullback, I think. Um, yeah. For, yeah. For a game when uh, Beal got injured, perhaps. And, and, and actually, and Beric Barnes actually filled in. Uh, he came on midway through that first half of the 2011 bronze medal match. And, look, I know we're trying to find reasons to mm. bring him in here, but but after Quaid's devastating ACL injury, uh, Barrett came in and they won handsomely against Wales. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think you've got to go front line, five, eight, front line number 10s as well. As much as Quaid had a, Struggled, yeah. a very he's, new he's got to be 2011, he, he still... Yeah, had the range when they beat South Africa. Uh, yeah, in Wellington, uh, which which is a significant, I think so, victory. Uh, he was a frontline five five eight. Took a lot of flack from the Kiwi media, like you could. Yeah, uh, didn't have a great game against Ireland in that horrific uh, loss in the weather in uh, at Eden Park in the pool game. But then and, no and, one else did as well. And and maybe um, and maybe he can trade on future credits. For, uh, for, for uh, there we go. There we go. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get There's always a way of getting inside. Yeah. Lyman Larkham, Barnes, Cooper, Foley. Um, so then that, we'll go to, to our centres now. And inside centre is a lengthy list, but I think he's going to have a standout winner. Tim Hoare and Richard Toms, Rod Kafer, Nathan Gray, Matt Guido, Scott Staniforth, Anthony Fanger, Pat McCabe, Matt Toomua, Samu Karevi, and I've just added Elton Flatley to it. Um, I'm not sure that Scott Staniforth, Anthony Feingar make the cut, and I thought Rod Kafer was a really underrated player, but I'm not sure that he and Richard Toms get there either, but I'm, I'll, I'll happily take advice on that. Yeah, well, Tomsy, uh, very unfortunately, didn't play a minute in... 1991. He was uh, he was at Bad Bobs in uh, in Dublin that night. Right. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Tomsey uh, and David Knox didn't play a minute oh, in yes. 91, yep. which was one of the crazy uh, sidelights to that tour. Yeah. Um, thoroughly deserving Test player Tomsey and would have done a great job, but uh, he had the Prince of Centres ahead of him in Tim Horan, so there wasn't a spot. He did. I think. I think Hoare and Gray, Gitto, Flatley picked themselves. Flatley's campaign in, in 2003. Gitto, yep, collectively, yep. great campaign, 15. Gray, World Cup winner. We're looking for a fifth. Yeah, we are. So we're probably looking at between Kafer, McCabe, Totomuo and Karevi, effectively. Karevi, controversial yellow card in a crucial match against Wales. Uh, in 19, yeah. In, in 19... Uh, McCabe was was someone that Robbie Deans turned to a lot in twelve. Mm -hmm. Harsher yep, in eleven, 11 rather. Yeah, and he played everywhere in eleven. Pat, he played. I think he played eleven, twelve, thirteen. 
in that 2011 World Cup. Yes, so across the board. But I know, I know, Robbie, I know Robbie Deans was a massive rap on him because he said outright when I interviewed him a few years later that he was just one of his favourite players. He was. He was mm. a great. Uh, he carted the ball up. Always played bigger than his size. Yes. Uh, wasn't a passing twelve at all. Uh, so he had limitations, but huge heart uh, and tackled himself to a standstill in that great quarterfinal victory yes. over South Africa in, in 2011. So th- there's a bit of a case. There's an argument there. Like, I've always got to recuse myself of voting here because Pat's a commentary colleague of mine now. So, you know, oh, I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll, think, I'll, think, I'll, I'll, I'll take direction from you blokes on this one. Jim, where are we going? McCabe and even a even a Tamua played a fair bit in that fifteen nineteen campaign. A lot off the bench where he looked rather good. Um, mind you, predominantly as a playmaker coming off the bench in nineteen. Yeah, more more so there. Yeah, oh, that's that's a hard one. Um, I think we have got five. If 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 McCabe is getting let's go the guys yeah. vote as the yeah, fifth, we'll go with then... McCabe. Poor and Gray, Giddo, McCabe, Flatley is five. So that's that's well done. Outside yep. centre is a shorter list. Andrew Slack, Daniel Herbert, Jason Little, Sterling Mortlock, Morgan Turanui, Adam Ashley Cooper, Rob Horn, Tavita Kurandrani. And I think there's four that just picked themselves in that. Little, Herbert, yep. Mortlock, Ashley Cooper. Yes, and 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 Slacky. Probably, yeah, I think. Yeah, in that in that first, that was uh, getting towards the end of Slacky's career. He debuted yeah. in 1978, so is that was closing closing uh, closing yeah. hours of his career. But yeah, but, uh, like uh, if, if he's there, that's that's a that's a pretty good five. Slack, Herbert, yeah. Little, Mortlock, Ashley Cooper. That's that's pretty well done. Yep. Oh, sorry, Greg. Just a quick one on AAC. Uh, in the in that 2015 campaign, where we're looking at AAC. Closely because ASE he, kind of was everywhere at eleven. Yeah, and he is the Shiradrani that was was at thirteen predominantly. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and actually, Cooper is listed at right wing as well. So yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a case. For, maybe that's a case for Kurandrani then. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be happier with Kurandrani getting a, a start in the centres because he did have some yep. powerhouse games, and Ashley Cooper perhaps his best games were on the wing. Yep. Okay. Well, then we'll then let's head to the wing then, and the left wing at number eleven. Again, it's a, there's some good names, but I think it's a short list. Cam, David Campisi, Joe Roth, Damien Smith, Lottie Takiri, Drew Mitchell, Digby Ioane, Henry Spate, Marika Corombete. Um, Campisi, Roth, Takiri, Corombete, I think, pick themselves. Name me a fifth. Oh, I'm happy to go out on a whim. Uh, Drew Mitchell is the Wallabies' greatest try scorer from memory, uh, 14 mm-hmm. or 15, I think. At, I think at World Cups, you at World Cups, his try uh, against Argentina was a beauty. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 14, uh, 14 World Cup tries in three series altogether. Yep. That's a good uh, point. Two average players ahead of him, Brian Habana and Jonah Lomit. So <laughs> yeah, true. I'm, I'm uh, happy with true. Mitchell. He's got to be yep. there. Okay. All right. Then that was easier than I thought it would be. Right winger might be a little bit. Uh, a little bit harder then. I've I've ruled Joe Roth out of this list because he never started at right wing in his in his life. Um, he was he was predom- he was a left winger or he's a fullback. That leaves us with Ben Tune, Matt Rogers, Wendell Saylor, Adam Ashley Cooper, James O'Connor, Lockie Turner, Reese Hodge, Jordan Pataya, and I've added Bob Edgerton to that list, who was in the uh, the ninety one side and 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 won a won a World Cup. Edgerton, Tune, Saylor are the easy ones there for me. So Ashley Cooper, I think we've just made a case for. Yes. Yeah, look, 
Um, I, I remember vividly after the, the wrap-up of 2011 World Cup, there were literally only three players who improved uh, their stocks from that tournament, uh, and James O'Connor was one of them. He was superb yeah. that tournament, that quick catch and acceleration off the mark. He played brilliantly as a winger in that tournament. So uh, definitely four-star, five-star yep. rap from me for O'Connor yep. for 2011. No, and I think and that's a to, pretty reasonable case. You've got to remember that that penalty that he struck against the box as well, which sealed True. that game. I think that, yes, that's yes. Good point. Great point. Good memory. Actually. Good memory. Really good point. Okay. That was – winger was a little easier than I thought it would be, I must admit. I thought that was actually going to be a, a tough one. That's led to them with fullback. Roger Gould, Andrew Leeds, Anthony Herbert, Matthew Burke, Chris Latham, Kirtley Beale, Israel Folau, Dane Hallett Petty, and I added Marty Roebuck to that list. And the four that stood out to me were Roebuck, Burke, Latham, and Folau. Yep, that's uh, on the money there. Um, I'm going to step in. I don't think Folau makes it. 15, That's it was interesting. Poor. It was his, so he was his worst tournament, and the yeah. super sub Kurtley Bill at the time was one that really impressed. And okay. I look, I think I think in 2010 he was nominated as one of five players, uh, world rugby players of the year. Bill was started at yeah started at fullback in the 11 campaign. He missed okay. the semi final because of injury. No, that's a yeah. reasonable case that you make. Yeah, he didn't really come on at fullback in 2015. There was a a mix of inside centre. He came on Mm. listed as a winger and filled in the midfield. So uh, was it Dane Hale at Petty who played more fullback in that tournament? I can't quite recall. Uh, Uh, No, he he, he uh, played more 19. Falau missed a a crucial game because of injury. Yeah, he had an ankle injury and they they brought in uh, subs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point about Falau, Christy, and I have to admit he was actually the last of those four names that I wrote. But I had I had undersold Beale's um, case when you put it uh, like that. Poor, poor in twenty nineteen, uh, Dane Hallett Petty. Obviously, there was a bit of swapping and changing there. Which... He was, I think, he was an underrated footballer, Dane Hallett Petty. But I've always said that. Yeah. 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 So, have we actually stumbled across a five there? Roebuck, Burke, Latham. Beal, Hallett Petty, is that what we're saying? Well, what about, where does Roger Gould go where does into Roger that? Gould fit in? Uh, well, Roger just played the first game of 1987 against England and, and wasn't was cited again. He, that was it, yeah. yeah. He, he uh, didn't play for the rest of the tournament. So that was his uh, yeah final game of his career. So no no case there for, for Gould. Um, so Falau, we've decided, doesn't make it. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. Like everyone was willing him to get on the field. He played with a an ankle yep. injury uh, throughout, and still had a couple of resonant performances. So I, I'd be including uh, Falau myself, uh, just based on. I guess the question then is, is a couple becomes, of is, big displays. Is, was Falau's fifteen ahead of Hallett Petty's nineteen? That's essentially what we're deciding. Yeah, well, they, they got to a, a final. They in got 15, to a final. Yeah, and they got nowhere in 2019. So yeah, that's a fair point. I think that probably makes it uh, tricky. But I think we're looking at a fo- at a Falau being yeah. rated number four or number five fullback based on World Cups. So we've got there um, for our, our scrum halves. Then uh, Nick Far Jones, Peter Slattery, Chris, uh, George Gregg, and Chris Whitaker, Will Genia. Fly halves: 
Michael Liner, Stephen Larkham, Beric Barnes, Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley. Uh, the left wing is David Campisi, Joe Roth, Lottie Takiri, Drew Mitchell, Marika Kotonbete. Inside centre, Tim Horan, Nathan Gray, Matt Giddo, Pat McCabe, Elton Flatley. Uh, outside centre, Andrew Slack, Daniel Herbert, Jason Little, Sterling Mortlock, Tavita Kurundrani. The right wing is Ben Tune, Wendell Sale, Adam Ashley Cooper, James O'Connor, Bob Edgerton. And the fullbacks, Matthew Burke, Chris Latham, Kurtley Beal, Israel Folau, Marty Roebuck. Guys, uh, we've got there. We've got two other picks to bring in there. And um, there's a list of how many we've got? Seven coaches Bob Dwyer, Alan Jones, Rod McQueen, Eddie Jones, John Conley, Robbie Deans, Michael Checker. Um, and if we're narrowing down five, we're basically picking the two worst campaigns out of that, which probably rules against Conley and Deans, I think. Oh, yep. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah, Dingo misses well, out for sure. 2011 was just, oh, uh, hang on. just went where'd nowhere. They get to, where'd they get to in 07? Oh, that was, that was uh, John Conley. Finals. That was John Conley. That was John Conley. Uh, Dwyer had 95 when they only got to the quarters, but he'd already won a World Cup, so... Yeah, uh, that overall. Well, no, Alan yeah. Jones only had eighty-seven, and they lost the quarterfinal, didn't they? A semi-final against yes. France. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so it's probably Conley and Deans that miss out there, and that's that was actually easier than I thought. Uh, and captains, whoa, again, a good list: Andrew Slack, Nick Far Jones, Michael Liner, John Eels, George Gregan, Sterling Mortlock, James Horwell, Stephen Moore, Michael Hooper. Whoa, man. Well. I think it's easier than you think. Far, Far Jones, uh, John Eels, Jones, George Gregan, Gregan, Steve Moore. Yeah, and Sterling that's, Moore. That's four. And, oh, um, Hooper was captain in – I know Moore was captain in 15. Yeah. 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 So that four are uh, very easy to get to, I think. Yeah. And, so then we'll and pick the between fifth. Slack, Liner, Mortlock, Hall or Hooper. Yeah, now it's not so easy, is it? Oh, no. Silence <laughs> is definitely now. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Liner had 95. No, not so good. Hooper had uh, 2019. Not. Mortlock was uh, 07 captain. Yep, yep. So that probably counts him out. So Mortlock probably misses out for, for 07. Liner probably misses out because of 95. And Hall will. I think it was 2011. For 2011. Yeah. But then... Oh, Hooper, Hooper, Hooper misses out before... Hooper misses out before Hall, I think. Yeah. Uh, so how, where are we up to there? Slack and so Hall. I think, yeah, so that's that's the question for the fifth. Is it Andrew Slack or is it James Hall? Is it I, I think... Jim, Jim, tell me more, but I think if you're winning, if you're losing away from home... That's a harder proposition than than, than playing a, a home semi final. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fair enough. I I agree with that. Yeah, it's all pretty line ball, isn't it? For the, that yeah, last uh, captaincy spot, it is. So it leaves us with Far Jones, Eels, Gregan, Horwell, and more. And guys, that means then that we have done our shortlist. We've got it all down from a list of nearly 150 players who have appeared for the Wallabies. At Rugby World Cups, we've trimmed that neatly in half, leaving five players in each position. How have you both found this stroll back down memory lane? 
Oh, it's been uh, fascinating. Really, really good. I, I think uh, the trickiness will be right locks and left locks and left wingers and yeah. right wingers and, and things like that. People who want to pick two wingers from the same list of five, things like that. But, I mean, that's all part of the process. So it is. I think and- it's uh, fascinating and and I think there's an asterisk at the bottom of this. Um, any disputes and arguments, please direct to Brett McKay. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And, look... It's. I mean, it's not supposed to be easy, Christy, and and picking the final side will be hard. But that's the whole idea, isn't it? I'll tell you what. I'm envious of the people that have covered every World Cup. It's every World yeah. Cup, and, and there are a few people out there, and there's still a few Australians. There's not enough Australian rugby journalists that are still. No, we've we've lost another one recently, unfortunately. Yeah, and look, it's kind of moments like that where you remember particular mm. things or a clipping that stood out or what the newspaper back covers kind of looked like at the time and pretty poignant time to remember someone like Wayne Smith as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, thanks to you both for this. It's been uh, it's been a great exercise. But now we hand it over to you. Head over to theraw.com.au, admire our shortlist first and foremost, and then make your selections in each position with the Raw's greatest Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15 powered by ASICs to be unveiled in the days leading up to this year's tournament. It's theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, and we've got you sorted with all the best content and coverage in the lead up to and during this year's Rugby World Cup in France. We'll have you covered with all your favourite analysis, opinions and conversations. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe on your pod platform of choice and you'll get every new episode of the Raw Rugby Podcast with Harry Jones and me and our band of special guests, plus the instant reactions for all the key games and more exclusive content from our team on the ground in France. But between now and then, do go and get your hands on the wonderful new ASICS Wallabies Rugby World Cup strips, which are available to purchase in-store and online now at asics.com.au. Thanks so much for your company and best of luck with the selections. <laughs>